harmony happens when enlightened leadership creates and exemplifies a positive culture that enables individuals and organizations to thrive and where entrepreneurial strategies can evolve. Welcome to another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. So what the heck does that even mean? Well, if you're a first-time listener, we just want to welcome you to the Kelly family and tell you that we exist to help you grow in your leadership. So if you're wrestling with a next step you're trying to accomplish personally as a leader, maybe you are on a leadership team and you don't know what decision to make and you'd love to get some expertise from our faculty or you just know of a guest that would make a great person that we could interview, send us an email to ROIPod. That's R-O-I-P-O-D at I-U-P-U-I.edu. So when we think of leadership and we explore parallels we can make with leadership, a couple things off the bat, you know, sports seems like a very easy parallel to make. You have leadership within teams and we can study team dynamics and how influence is built and how everyone can rally around a central goal in order to win. It's easy to pull some of those out. You know, we can just even explore business. Business, there's a plethora of leadership. I mean, leadership structures, management structures, influence, incentives, so many principles to pull out. But what about music? Have you ever thought, how does music and the principles behind music relate with leadership? Well, we're going to explore that on this episode with Professor of Management here at Kelly, Ken Wendelin, who has been here, is actually getting ready to retire after a number of years. And uh, Ken, we just want to welcome you to the show and congratulations on your retirement. Well, thank you. And I'm not really retiring. I'm just retiring from classroom teaching and I'm going to continue to work on leadership because it's such a fascinating area that uh, it's one of those places where you can continue to um, provide and listen and make a difference uh, without necessarily having to be in the classroom, but rather be with individuals. So before we dive into this topic, talk about, you know, over the years uh, of being here at Kelly and being in the professor role, you know, what have you learned or what has made leadership in this topic of leadership such a passion for you? Well, when I started my career many years ago, both in the business world and then when I, I came into academics, uh, I started out in strategy. And Strategy is, is a great topic to talk about, but when you're running businesses, you begin to realize that strategy is only one piece of the puzzle. And so as uh, I got into running businesses, we, we realized that, my gosh, you can't run a good strategy unless you have a great culture, and it takes leadership to have a great culture with a great strategy. So I really began focusing on the leadership piece and trying to put those three pieces together to see what makes them sing, uh, so to speak, and, and how we could create uh, a harmony, as I would call it, around those three. And what caught me on to the, the term harmony is when I was teaching one of the large lecture hall classes, one of my students came up to me and said, Professor, um, I'm going to miss next week in class. Uh, our band is going out to Las Vegas to do a gig. 
And I said, oh, really? Uh, we get lots of reasons why students don't come to class. And she was uh, very sincere about it. And she said, oh, by the way, the band is playing uh, up at one of the um, uh, north side uh, places, uh, usually most weeks. Why don't you come up and listen? And so after teaching a Thursday evening class, I decided I needed a break. So I went out, uh, I went out to the nightclub and listened. And I said, oh, my goodness. The band, the band was just right on. Her singing, she was one of the singers, was fabulous. And the atmosphere and the people there made this so energizing. I said, wow, this really came together. This is, this is harmony. And the interesting thing about harmony is harmony is something that's hard to describe, but when you hear it, you know what happened. It's felt like you, you know, you, you hear someone being on or, you know, everything comes together and it's just that felt energy in the room. Right. It just all happens. And when I looked at what we were trying to do with leadership, culture and strategy, I said, rarely does that come together. But when you see a company where it's all happening, when strategy is working well, when the culture of the organization is energizing and when the leadership is really, really moving the, uh, the organization forward you feel the harmony. So that's where the term harmony came from. And so um, a couple of my colleagues and I have built on this, realizing that this is a good way to think about how we put these elements together. Because when we teach, we normally don't teach these things as one piece. We teach them as separate pieces. And yet for a business to do well, you really need to have all three aligned well and coming together. And that's something that I think a lot of our audience can relate to. I mean, there's there's a reason why people have favorite songs. I mean, obviously there is story and there's deep meaning and emotions, but also, I mean, just the music element. I mean, there's riffs that you hear that are just memorable. You know, just like there's riffs in organizations, like, you know, uh, going to a Trans-Siberian Orchestra concert, for example, obviously they have a very specific tone. They have a very specific sound that when you hear it, you know you're listening to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. In the same way, I can imagine, you know, organizations like Apple, Amazon, uh, you know, Salesforce, everyone else is operating with their own specific tone and, and feel. And now with that, can you feel the harmony within an organization and do they, if you feel it, does that have a very specific identity associated with that? Well, when you walk into an organization that's working well, uh, the first thing I notice is it's clear as to what is the organization's purpose? What do they stand for? Who are they? What do they do well? What, what, uh, what makes a difference? What separates them from everybody else? And so the first thing I look for is purpose, which really then says, well, what is your strategy? What, where are you trying to go today? And what are you striving for uh, for the f future? We would call that a determined strategy that hopefully for the future will emerge into something bigger and larger. And so does the company have a purpose? Does it have a strategy that's working? And then you step back and say, well, what's it like being in the atmosphere? When you walk through the plant, if they have one, or you walk through the, uh, the offices, What's the culture like? What are people doing? Are people working together, building on each other? Uh, how does that culture align with the strategy that the company has? 
And then in the end, you look at, well, what's the leadership like? And how was that culture created? Was it created by the leadership, which typically can happen in small companies? Or is the culture something that's existed in the company for some period of time, in which case the leadership and others in the organization need to embody that culture, need to become part of it for the organization to be successful? And so for our audience, Ken's got a great visual tool that he uses to describe harmony within the workplace, harmony within leadership. So if you can imagine the three pillars, and as you've heard Ken say a number of times, the three pillars being leadership, strategy, and culture, all working together like three notes in a chord when they're played in, in unison that creates that harmony. It creates that feeling that, like he said, you can't really describe, but you can definitely feel it. And so we're going to explore these pillars, define some terms, and then talk about how they work together in so that we can create harmony within our leadership style. So let's start with leadership. Obviously, being a professor of management, I'm sure you know, you've, you've had experiences and living in theory of what creates a good leader. So let's start with defining leadership within this harmony model. Okay, well, leadership, we look at three levels. And in many cases for, for somebody coming out of the university or somebody just starting their career, the first part of leadership is understanding yourself. How do you lead yourself well? And that means you've got to have great self-awareness, and that means getting feedback from others on how you, you impact them. So the step one is, how do we help somebody understand who they are and the impact they're having? The second step is, how do you lead and manage others? And that means, what does your style um, impact have on others in the organization so they, in fact, are becoming effective and the third, as you grow in the leadership ranks, is how do you scale your leadership so you, in fact, are creating other leaders for your organization? So we look at leadership in three steps, and the most important one to start with is self-awareness and understanding how you impact others by the way you lead and in the situations that you lead. Which is great because that's how what we believe here on the show. And for those who have listened with us for a while, we believe an organization is only as good as the people leading it. And that always starts with, as leaders, before we can expect change out of others, we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and become the change that we can lead others toward. Um, and then you also have, uh, you know, this idea of scaling. You know, talk about this uh, organizations scaling their leadership. Well, as organizations are small, the leader can be everywhere. As organizations grow, at some point you have to develop other leaders, which means you then have to learn how uh, to scale the leadership so that others become leaders. They become self-aware. They become better at managing and leading other people. So our whole goal on leadership is how do we scale that upward? We use some tools uh, we call the leadership profile that allows us to get an individual to see the impact they have using a 360 instrument, to see the impact that they have on other people, and then we can look at what do good leaders actually look like. Uh, are they creative or are they reactive? Are they people-oriented or are they task-oriented? Or do they have the right balance to be able to run the organization that they want to be a part of? And then if they are creatively oriented 
and they are a good balance, then how do they scale that so that the organization, others in the organization, can also become good leaders? So now the next pillar that we get into that builds harmony, I guess the next quote-unquote note you could say uh, is strategy. You know, strategy within an organization. So define what you mean uh, when you say strategy in this model. Well, strategy really has a number of components, and we've broken these down to be fairly simple. And the first component that we talk about is a determined strategy, and this comes from uh, a great strategist, uh, Mintzberg, where you look at what does the organization have to do in the short term, has to do today to, uh, to maintain itself and be successful. And most organizations, uh, unless they're purely entrepreneurial, are have, having to focus on here's who we are, here's, here's where we're going. On the other hand, as you grow an organization or if you are purely an entrepreneurial organization, you really have to have an emergent strategy of where are we going, what are we trying to become, or what do we need to react to in the short term? And there's really two elements to that. One is, what do we want to become? The other one is, well, what's happening in the environment today? And a good example in our lives today is what's happening with the coronavirus, which all of a sudden has created a, a major disruption in some of our industries, like the airline industry or the uh, uh, travel industry, that has to now deal with uh, an unexpected disruption to be able to be effective. And then thirdly, uh, you need to be able to execute. And the question always is, is which is more important, execution or strategy? And my view is uh, you really have to have a good strategy first because executing a bad strategy doesn't work very well. So you need the balance. And so w- one thing you pointed on is, I think for a lot of leaders, myself included, when you get an idea or a vision of where you're going and you're building this strategy, it's so easy, I think, sometimes to get stuck and fixated on being on getting there that you almost lose some flexibility when your environment around you changes. Like, for example, the coronavirus. I mean, for a lot of organizations, you know, growing and developing, especially the airline industry, they're not ex- they weren't expecting, you know, some crisis to take place or happen, but yet they're having to change. So how as a leader are, are you able to kind of let go at times or maybe not lose focus of where you're going, but being flexible in how you're getting there and dealing with uh, present emergencies? Well, I think you have to be flexible and open. And this is where the leadership team becomes important because this gets down to others having to react to not just a leader, uh, him or herself. And so, uh, you know, the airline industry has been through this before with 9-11, and we saw a similar kind of a change. Uh, So with strategy, you do need flexibility, and the more emergent strategy you have, the more you have to look at the risks, the more you have to be willing to back off if the strategy isn't working, more experimentation that you're going to have to try things out. So as you look further into industries where there's a lot of change going on, you've got to be willing to be flexible as well as uh, as a good risk taker. All right. So the first pillar is leadership within this model. The second pillar or note is strategy. And the third is culture. So within the scope of this model of harmony, how do you and how are you measuring and defining culture? Culture is by far the most challenging. And, uh, what we find is it's also the one that has to align the, the technical definition of, of culture that we hear about for businesses or organizations tends to be how do things get done around here. And so you have to look and see, well, what, 
what's the value that that the organization has? What 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 kind of values do we have as an organization and as uh, those in the organization to be successful? The second one is mindset. Are we uh, a transactional mindset or are we a transform transformational mindset? Are we looking to build the business or just are we just looking at it, 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 trying to get things done the way they've always been done. And then third is really the human side. And that's probably the most challenging, the really soft skills of how do we deal with people in situations where there are also people issues involved here. And so the culture is probably the hardest. And culture change is, of all the things in the model, I think the most difficult because it's dealing with the really soft side of the organization. And I think that leads into, you know, the next place where I want to go is when you go to a concert or when you go to, whether that be a a very small venue or, you know, a sold out arena, when you feel when everyone's on, there's an energy, there's, you're almost taking on a journey at a concert, but at the same time, you can feel when something's off. And I think, you know, uh, for, for those who, you know, I'm, I have some music background, but no expert by any means, you know, but I can hear or feel when some a guitarist maybe hits the wrong note of a chord or when someone in the band is just, just a little bit off on the timing, it's, it's felt, but it's hard to describe at times. So in, in relation with this model of, of feeling that something's off, but I can't really define it or feel it. When some things are off, how do leaders begin to investigate within the harmony of their organization what function is off? I'll give you an example. Um, I've become a big fan of, of Chris Body, a trumpet player. Now, nobody wants to listen to a trumpet player for too long. But when I first saw him, when we first went to the concert at, at Symphony Hall here, um, first time he played, the music was absolutely fabulous. And I walked away saying that reason it was fabulous was because of the people he brought with him, the team he had. And we got to see him again. And my gosh, if he didn't bring along some additional people, some other people, same thing. It was the people that he put together all aligned that did a fabulous job. And the, and the music was just, just amazing, just absolutely amazing. Last time I went, we got seated in a not-so-great place. We were in the, uh, uh, in the Palladium up in Carmel, and we ended up in the, uh, in the chorus area. And it turned out that the people he brought with him were great, the sound was great, except the speakers weren't very good. So what happened was is we were hearing too much of one thing and not enough of something else. And so it was kind of off. It wasn't nearly as enjoyable as when everything was on. So the band was pretty much on, but the atmosphere we were in just didn't quite match up. So you kind of could feel and, and hear that uh, as a result of, um, of those speakers just being placed in a little bit too much, uh, a little bit too much in the wrong place. So bringing that into, you know, leadership and within business, uh, you know, you, sometimes you can go into an organization and you may feel some areas are strong, other areas aren't so strong. Uh, you know, let, going pillar by pillar, or note by note with this harmony model, when the leadership is off, you know, how, first off, how do you arrive to leadership being the problem? 
And then what are some ways to uh, work as an organizational leader to correct that, to get the harmony back? Well, th- think about a leader who becomes overbearing. You know, perhaps when somebody started their own company, uh, they were able to manage everything. As it got larger, they couldn't. Or uh, a company gets so large that it becomes much more focused on the transactional stuff as opposed to the transformational stuff. And all of a sudden, we're out of balance. And it's not a lot of fun to live in an organization that's purely transactional unless you're a very transactional person. Or when the leader, instead of delegating or being a risk taker or allowing those in the organization to come forward with ideas, tries to to be the one that's always in charge or tries to be the one that stands up and takes credit for everything, that kind of discourages the rest of the organization. And you can see and feel that. Just watch the, the way the leadership of the teams work. Watch what happens in meetings and see whether or not people are energized as a result of what's going on or whether they're depleted and put down as a re- result of what's going on. So leaders can, in fact, um, hurt themselves by taking what was a strong leadership role at the beginning that no longer is an effective leadership role as the organization grows and changes. When is it strategy that's off, you know, when maybe we're losing focus or we get derailed by the current crisis of our, you know, day or organization or disruption that happens in our industry? You know, when can we hear that that note of strategy is the note that's off in this harmony model? Well, typically it's when you don't see or feel the strategy. And so if you look at an organization and ask yourself, what's the purpose? Does everybody understand the purpose and how it, uh, it differentiates your organization from others? What happens when that purpose is not very clear? It might be in the mind of, of perhaps the, the leader, but if it's not well understood, if it's not well communicated, uh, or it doesn't align with the purpose of the individuals in the organization, it's going to be off. And so when you look at purpose, you've got to look at both the strategy, the organizational purpose. You also have to look at how does that also fit the purpose of the individuals that are in the organization. And finally, the culture piece. You know, when do we hear, uh, as we're trying to create harmony in our organization, hear that it is the culture note that is off? Well, the culture note is probably the hardest one. Uh, And the reason it's the hardest one is because Culture is very, very different among how we want to see the culture. Some of us uh, may be in in an organization because we want to promote ourselves. Well, what happens when you have too many people in the culture that are standing up trying to promote themselves rather than trying to promote those in the organization? That doesn't create a very good culture. Uh, So we try to look at what creates a positive culture. What creates one that's... I'm going to say has some humanity in it where we care about the people, where we recognize that things go on in life that sometimes uh, are more important to an individual than the company. And we have to, um, in fact, recognize that. And we'll, uh, you know, we'll look at empathy, compassion, uh, sitting in somebody else's shoes to try to understand that. And when you have an organization where the culture, in fact, is connected to the human side, as well as the organizational purpose, uh, that's that's where you really begin to see uh, organizations where there is harmony. Finally, one last thing I want to uh, talk about. You know, when you said you went to you know see this w- amazing trumpet player, uh, you mentioned something I think is important that 
we haven't covered is what's around him. You know, obviously, if he's playing a great trumpet, you know, people could listen, but it feels, you know, it becomes tiresome to hear the same uh, same sound, even if it sounds great at times. Um, but he had so many other supporting elements kind of helping to build and, and lean on his harmony, you know, and I think you... Uh, some of the things you have on this model is this trust and energy and purpose um, kind of as a, what seems like a supporting role like the rest of the band. So how do uh, this trust and energy and purpose all fit together as like the, the remaining band to support the harmony of the organization? Well, when we look at all three pieces, there are those three elements need to be in all three pieces. First one is trust. Do we trust and believe in the people we're working with? And in a true team, we, we have trustworthy people, and we, we have trust both in the individuals as well as in where the organization is going. And when I use the musical model with, um, with Chris Body, I mean, he brings great people with him. He also brings them along. He develops them. And you can see them watching each other. You can see them building on each other. And that's where trust comes in. Do I believe in the people that I am working with? Uh, the purpose part of it is, is my purpose. Do I want to be in a band that plays this kind of music where, in fact, um, I enjoy being part of that musical group because what they're playing and what I love to play is the same. And so I'm aligning my interest with those interests. And the last ones uh, we call energizing. Um, and this actually comes from the work of how do we influence people? And how do we influence others to work well with us? And we've kind of used the guideline that energy is what makes the difference. If I go to a concert or I watch the people on the stage, when they get done, are they more energized when they're finished? Or are they exhausted? And so we've used the energy uh, as a way of looking at how well do I do? If I go into the classroom, I tell the class, uh, and I just had one last weekend, started on a Friday night and finished on a Saturday evening, my measure is, is the class more energized Saturday evening when they've left than when we started? So if we've created a positive atmosphere, one that's energizing, one where people want to be part of things and build on things, they're going to be energized, not energy depleted. Finally, we've put all the pieces together, and just like music has, um, we have examples that we can always lean on. We have Beethoven, we have Bach, we have Mozart. You know, we have these classical pieces uh, that are just go-tos, set the bar, and uh, really have a sense of its own harmony and complexity and feeling put together. So in terms of organizations that you have seen and experienced uh, over your um, many years of teaching, what organization is would you consider to be the Beethoven or the Bach that is embracing the harmony principles within their organization um, that we can look to and, and strive toward in trying to hear all of the harmony come together? Well, it's interesting. It if you would have asked me this question 15 and 20 years ago, I would have said General Electric, GE, and um, Jack Welsh. And back then, they, in fact, 
were the ones that created leaders and were good. And I remember when the stock was up to $50 a share back then because they were buying some of the uh, shares of a company I was involved with at about the same price. And today it's at $10 a share, and, uh, and it's no longer the same company. The one I think of today that, uh, that I epitomize is, is, is one called Homeboys. This is a very interesting company because it, it has a very social focus. Uh, it is focused on taking care of people who otherwise would have trouble uh, finding a job or in the work environment because it's taking people who uh, have had problems in their life and have now had to overcome those problems in creating value for them. And so uh, as I look at the bigger purpose here, uh, the positive purpose, I, uh, I, love, I love a company like Homeboys because they're doing not more than not just making money for the shareholder, but actually creating value for people. And so this is kind of where our definition of harmony came from. And uh, because you, you hear it when you hear it or see it when you see it, uh, we define harmony happens when enlightened leadership creates and exemplifies a positive culture that enables individuals and organizations to thrive and where entrepreneurial strategies can evolve. And so when I look at a homeboys and I say, wow, look what they have done um, to, to be able to, to create an organization that, uh, that makes the most out of people, they are kind of, me, to me, the, the ultimate. Ken, thank you so much for being our guest on the show. This was Ken Wendelin, Professor of Management here at the Kelly School of Business. This has been another episode of the ROI Podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. We'll see you next week.